The show you love with even more local news and more local talk. The voice of the valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's your host, Mike Douglas. And a wonderful Tuesday afternoon to you here on the Mike Douglas Show. I'm back with you live and local here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas here, your personal concierge for conversation as we get things going this week after the Labor Day holiday. Uh, By the way, apparently uh, my emails, uh, both for mikeon1360 at gmail.com and advancing vibrant communities emails, all took the holiday off and haven't come back. So if you have been trying to reach me by email through either of those sources, Apparently, uh, they are are not working, and uh, later tonight, after the show's over, I shall uh, do my investigation and find out what happened. So anyway, if you're trying to reach me uh, by email, probably uh, won't happen for another 24 to 48 hours. Uh, Hopefully, the emails will come back from uh, their vacation. Big thanks to Ed Parco for uh, sitting in uh, for me uh, Thursday of last week. And by the way, as we're looking at the countdown, it is 63 days to the midterm elections on November 8th. So important. I believe that we all gather as much accurate information as possible, discuss it with each other, and be prepared to vote wisely, uh, to vote informed coming up on November 8th. And uh, we will do our best, continue to provide you with information, not only on candidates, but also on the propositions. And we'll begin that process in the not-too-distant future as we take a look at the propositions that will be on the ballot as well. This just in here to the Mike Douglas Show, according uh, to the California ISO, consumers are advised to be prepared for possible outages tonight. Mm-hmm. The California Independent System Operator alerting Californians to be ready for potential rotating power outages tonight. As they're saying, this is the hottest weather of this historic heat wave. Uh, if outages are initiated, they say consumers can expect to receive notifications from power providers on areas affected and time duration. Hopefully that will not affect our electricity uh, here at the clandestine Mike Douglas show studio, but we'll uh, we'll see. So the uh, ISO has declared an energy emergency alert level two for four to nine p.m. tonight, and that signals uh, that they're going to have to bid for more energy into the market, and uh, they need to uh, scramble to find more energy for us to use. Uh, And they're saying they may declare a level three, EEA three, around 5.30 p.m. And that's uh, that's a prelude uh, one step away, they say, from ordering rotating power outages. So be prepared. If you have generators, you might want to check them out. And if they're battery powered, want to make sure that uh, those batteries are charged up and uh, and ready to go. So I'm taking a look right now at. Uh, the current capacity, you're looking at the ISO uh, website, the current capacity is uh, almost 58,000 megawatts, and the current demand is almost 50,000 megawatts, and they have 
5,000 to 7,000, or almost 8,000 in reserve. Uh, so it's getting very close. Again, um, our recommendation, uh, given this notice, is uh, do what you need to do to prepare for possible outages uh, this afternoon into this evening. And they've already issued a flex alert from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. this evening. By the way, coming up uh, just after the half hour uh, today at 3.35, Dr. Robert Chin, who is also the chairman of Advancing Vibrant Communities, will be here with us. And Dr. Chin will talk about, from his 30-plus uh, years of being a family physician, he'll talk about the effects of the heat on the body and what to watch for. At Advancing Vibrant Communities, we have seen this over and over again, especially for folks that live in mobile home parks. And oftentimes those boxes there get very overheated. And a lot of elderly folks just don't want, if they have, air conditioning. They just don't want to use it because it's going to cost a lot of money. And uh, it really is, at this point, a life-saving proposition. Now they're saying, remember the flex alert, 4 to 9 p.m. And so the idea is to get your uh, domicile cooled down uh, before the flex alert time. We'll see what happens, and we'll see if they go to that EEO uh, level 3 this evening, which would indicate that there could be possible um, power outages uh, later this afternoon or evening. So you're prepared for that? Are you ready to go? Again, uh, Dr. Chin will be with us at about 3.35 today, and uh, we'll talk about uh, some of those issues and how to protect yourself. Very important, how to protect yourself from heat-related illnesses. How about this uh, food tax? The Governor Newsom has signed. It came from AB 257. If you remember, this would establish or will establish now new regulations for counter service restaurants where you pay first, then you eat. And uh, the opponents are saying it completely changes how and if many local restaurants can continue in business. It creates another government appointed agency called the Fast Food Sector Council. Isn't that what we want? Haven't you been waiting for yet another California bureaucracy? Well, here it is. It's 13 unelected political appointees that will set wages, benefits, and working conditions for all counter-service restaurants. And these are those restaurants, I believe, who have uh, more than 30 locations nationwide. And uh, they say the, the opponents say the law will impact an enormous and diverse range of local restaurants, including juice and smoothie bars, frozen, uh, frozen yogurt shops, salad bars, bakeries, coffee shops, taquerias, sushi counters, delis, pizzerias, burger houses, and more. So they're saying it's going to hurt Californians. Uh, they say we uh, to pay for the unnecessary additional bureaucracy imposed by the FAST Act, or AB 257, working families and consumers will pay a 20% food tax when they want to dine in their local counter-service restaurants. 
and says uh, AB257 egregiously singles out an arbitrary and niche sector, uh, sector of the restaurant industry, which is just a slice of the overall employer production in California. And uh, they say AB257 only applies to restaurants that are part of brands with more than 100 locations nationwide. They say, why 100? Why nationwide when the bill only applies in California? Why not all restaurants? Why not all businesses? And they say this arbitrary standard is meant to punish small business owners who run franchises for big brands to create a taxpayer-funded runway for institutionalized labor unions to organize. So so there we go. Uh, Governor Newsom, I believe, uh, has signed it. And what do you think? Here's uh, here's my thought. We don't need another California bureaucracy. And it comes, and I think on the heels of Labor Day, it, it speaks to our skewed version of what work is about. I think there is a perception that any job needs to be a living wage job. All jobs are not meant to be living wage jobs, but that's where... Apparently, the Democratic Party in California, the supermajority, and where the woke culture is going, that every job should be a a living wage job. No, no. And, And if we continue on this bent, we're going to see businesses, I believe, close as we keep hiking up the minimum wage. I know as a as a nonprofit CEO, there's only so far we can go because we can't make more widgets to make up for the extra pay that, that we need to pay. We, we rely upon individual donations. And when you, when you see an 8.5% inflation rate in the nation, when you see costs in California so sky high, it means there's often less disposable income to go to charities who operate like we do at advancing vibrant communities. And the only thing we can do then is cut back on the people that help make us do what we do. You you have to hire people that you know that are going to be there. There, There's uh, a need for that. There's a need for being able to triage needs and get those needs up on the website. There, there's a need for being able to uh, do some of the support things we do to help other nonprofits succeed. Well, as <clears throat> prices go up, as they keep making the minimum wage go up, our donations don't necessarily go up. In fact, they say stay pretty much static, which means at some point we have to cut back services. Thank you, California. Thank you, California legislature. Thank you, Governor Gavin Newsom. Did they think about? Let me ask you. And I'll give you a couple minutes to think about this. Have you worked? Have you worked in the fast food industry, like at a McDonald's or Burger King or Taco Bell, Del Taco? Uh, pizzeria, any fast food type industry, have any of you worked in that industry? What do you think about the fast bill? Do you think it will kill your the industry that you used to work in or you may work in? Or do you think it's a good thing that we'll see fast food workers unionized? Do you think it's a good thing 
to have a new California bureaucracy setting wages and setting standards. Our number here, 209-551-3483. Whether you worked in the fast food industry or not, although I'd like to hear from some of you who have worked in the industry, I have not. I've worked in retail, but it was in electronic sales. I haven't worked in the food industry. But my impression is this is going to have a deleterious effect upon California, upon our economy, and it's uh, more government getting bigger, exerting more control, which is going to mean less opportunities for employment and have employers have less opportunities to open things up and hire more people. We'll talk about that in three minutes coming up. Our telephone number, 209-551-3483, is the fast bill a good thing? AB 257-209-551-3483. We'll continue the discussion in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360-KFIV. Take the Mike Douglas Show with you every weekday from 3 till 5. Download the free iHeartRadio app and follow 1360-KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on this hot Tuesday afternoon. Hot topics to talk about while we're at it. And as long as the hot coffee uh, stays hot, why we'll be here doing the conversation with you at 209-551-3483. Been talking about what's called the FAST bill that Governor Newsom signed, AB 257. will establish a new uh, California bureaucracy uh, to uh, set wages and working conditions for uh, fast food workers here in California. I want to get your read on this. Do you think this bill was a good thing? Do you think it's a bad thing? What do you think it'll do to the fast food industry in California? Our number, 209-551-3483. And let's uh, find out what Brian thinks from Oakdale. Brian, you're up. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Great. No, I, I agree with you. It's, uh, it's just another thing that the government wants to take over and pretty much dictate, you know, what they want to do with everybody. Um, I, I think it goes not only to what they're doing now with this, but Newsom, it's what he's doing to California. I mean, California is one of the greatest states, or used to be, and he's just uh, destroying it within. And I think it's just not only that, but even the president. Uh, if you really look at everything that's going on, and I'm surprised that a lot of people don't realize it, or they do, but they don't want to say anything, but they're destroying this country within, and it seems like China and Russia is just holding back and just waiting until they're able to come in and take over, because everything that's happening with all these things that they're passing, they want to pass, it's hurting all the American people, all the small businesses. And this is just another example of that, of what they're doing, you know, with the electric cars and things like that. Nobody can afford that. So they're doing things to destroy this country within. And once people realize what's really happening, I think it's going to be a little too late. And uh, we got to do something before it gets to that point. And I think uh, people have to stand up for this right now, what he's trying to pass, or else it's just we're not going to we're not going to survive you know, another couple of years with uh, this administration. Excellent. Excellent point, Brian. Uh, Brian Brian brought up some things that were, were flowing through my mind. He talked about Russia and China 
And uh, I, I think Brian, Russia, and China are salivating right now. They're standing by going, oh, hey, we don't have to do much. The United States of America is self-destructing, as you put it, Brian, uh, from the inside out. We're being destroyed from within. I don't think that's accidental. I don't think that's happening out of ignorance. I think it's intentional. And it's because... Anytime you look at this type of destructive trend or destructive trends, you can usually trace it back to issues of Marxism and socialism uh, because to, to replace something with what you want, you have to destroy it. And they're doing a very, very good job of, of doing that. Uh, so, Brian, I, I agree with you on that. I, I'm thinking, and by the way, if... if if you have worked at a fast food restaurant, you've worked in the industry, I'd love to hear from you, get your perspective on it. I'm I'm more than willing to hear another side of this. Or you may say, yeah, Mike, I, I agree. This may destroy the industry I used to be part of. So if, if you, especially if you've been part of the fast food industry, love to hear from you. 209-551-3483. I think we've already seen the handwriting on the wall uh, or on the computer, <laughs> uh, isn't it? Uh, it I, I don't go to McDonald's much uh, from time to time. Last time I walked in one, they had terminals where you walked up to the terminal and, and you did the touch screen thing and, and you ordered your meal there. And then it got transmitted to uh, the kitchen there and, and to the folks who were uh, bringing the orders out. And so you really didn't go through. There were people available, it looked like, but it it seemed to me that, wow, the a lot of good jobs, you know, entry level jobs, uh, are being taken away now by automation, because it's becoming just too expensive, especially here in California, to hire people to do this. I I'm not for replacing the American worker with automation, all the time. We, we need entry-level level jobs. Not every job is designed to be a living wage job. When I worked in uh, electronic sales, I knew that wasn't, that wasn't a, a lifetime job. Now, I, I could have gone up to a, a manager and a manager-owner that they had at that time, but I had no desire to do that. I was working there as a stopgap. I, I needed some income, and, and uh, I was uh, going to, uh, uh, to some broadcasting schools and that sort of thing, and, and I needed that extra income, and so that provided it. But I didn't view that job, which was a minimum wage, minimum wage job, as something that I deserved to have a living wage for. It would have put, well, of course, the business is now out of business. You probably know what it is, but... I, I think the uh, the issue that we have to grapple with is in terms of work ethic, it's good to work at jobs that are entry-level jobs. Th- those are the kinds of jobs where you learn to show up on time. You learn to work within structures. Uh, you learn a little bit about business. I, I learned how to count back change at that entry-level job. It, did you know... How many businesses have you visited recently where the cashier knows how to count change back? Drives me nuts. How come they don't teach that anymore? Is that a lost art? 
How, how do you know? If, I got to look up on the. What if the computer goes down? How do you know what change to give back to the customer? What if tonight ISO yanks the power? How are you going to count back change if you've never had the experience? Well, we're going to talk to Dr. Robert Chen about health issues in the heat. Coming up in five minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show, Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. You're listening to The Mike Douglas Show, the voice of the valley. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to The Mike Douglas Show here on this Tuesday afternoon. It is warmish. <laughs> is it not uh, unbelievable? Uh, right now, it uh, outside the clandestine Mike Douglas Show studios, it's showing about 110 degrees. Uh, that's a little hot, but and what we've learned at Advancing Vibrant Communities over many, many years, over the 20-plus years we've been in existence, is uh, people suffer. Uh, especially a lot of elderly people suffer in the heat. And so right now we're going to uh, get some wisdom from the chairman of the board of Advancing Vibrant Communities, uh, also recently retired uh, almost upwards of nearly 40 years of serving uh, the community of Modesto as a, uh, as a family physician. Dr. Robert Chin, uh, welcome to the show today. Thanks for stopping by. I, I hope you're staying cool. Hi, Mike. Thanks for inviting me, and I'm doing my best to try to stay cool. <laughs> Dr. Chen, let's let's talk about the ramifications of, of a heat wave like this and what that can do to the body, what people need to watch for. Yes. So our bodies are amazingly able to maintain a core temperature of 98.6, but uh, it has to battle the external elements to do so. And when the temperature gets higher, like it has recently, it has an even harder job to do so. So if the body becomes overwhelmed by an external heat source, then indeed there are several health-related illnesses that can um, appear, uh, including life-threatening illnesses. So we do need to be vigilant about where our body is and being able to handle this heat wave. Dr. Chin, I don't have the stats in front of me, but it seems I'm going back in the recesses of my mind and my synapses don't always fire as, as fast as they used to. But I believe there was a statistic at least a couple of years ago that senior men uh, have, have shown to be at very high risk of heat illnesses, if not death, in, uh, in heat waves. Does that, did you see that uh, during your years of practice? Yes, well... Uh... Seniors, in general, are at higher risk, of course, for many things because the ability of the body to ward off uh, stressors uh, such as germs and bacteria, but also physical stressors such as heat or cold, just becomes diminished as we get older. 
Um, men may in particular be vulnerable because so many uh, men are doing work or activities outdoors, so they may be eating. But another vulnerable group that we can't forget about is children under the age of five. Uh, there's been, I believe, already 21 deaths in the United States this year of children under five who have been left in cars or otherwise exposed to the heat and have perished as a result of that. So both the very young and the seniors are more vulnerable. And it seems to me one of the the great things, one of the great mitigation efforts for this is for family members or close friends, uh, especially for seniors, to keep an eye on them, especially those that are in mobile home parks. And I don't know if if you've seen this, but we've seen this on the ground, and that is a, and maybe it's a generational issue, but a lot of uh, the the senior population especially as you know, those in the late 70s, uh, early to mid-80s, don't want to turn the air conditioner on. They don't want to waste the money. They want to be compliant with what's being asked. And especially if they're in those mobile homes, uh, without knowing it, they, they can get sick very easily. And it, it, it really, it helps if family members and, and friends at least check up on them and make sure that at least the ambient temperature is is kept at a at a decent level. I think that's correct, Mike. Many times, older people living alone uh, don't have the support of uh, others who may be uh, aware that they are suffering. And in fact, one of the uh, symptoms that can occur with heat exhaustion is confusion. So you can actually get to the point of not really knowing why you're feeling bad, but that you are feeling bad. So checking up on elderly folks, especially living alone and especially in places that may not have great insulation or even places without air conditioning. A lot of the elderly, surprisingly so, uh, sometimes don't have air conditioning in their homes. Dr. Robert Chin is our guest, uh, the chairman of Advancing Vibrant Communities and uh, a longtime part of our community here in the greater Modesto area, recently retired as a physician. Exactly how many years uh, did you serve in, in the Modesto area, Dr. Chin? <laughs> uh, been, I was a physician uh, in Modesto for 37 years, Michael. 37 years. Okay. I was close at 40. Yeah. Thank you for that. And, and thank yeah. you for, for serving our community for so long. Now, Dr. Chin, a lot of our people, I, I know a lot of our listeners work outside. We have ranchers, we have farmers, we have people that work with their hands. We have mechanics and we have a lot of people that have to be outside to do their, to do their jobs. Let's talk about what to watch for in terms of symptoms that should tell us, well, we, we better pay attention to what's going on and, and do something to, uh, to mitigate them. Yes. So, uh, unfortunately, what you said uh, and described is exactly uh, oftentimes the case here in the Valley of people whose work requires them to be outdoors. And so being aware of symptoms that indicate that we are becoming overly heated, uh, what we call hyperthermia, is important. And the earliest symptoms that you might notice as your skin becomes very clammy, you can get dizzy, 
Uh, headaches would be very common, muscle cramping pain, thirst, sweating, and then you can start feeling faint, even nausea, vomiting, weakness. You may notice that you just don't urinate, or when you do urinate, it's a very concentrated urine. Uh, those would be some of the symptoms that would alert uh, us that we are now dealing with some heat exhaustion. Dr. Chen, what should people do if they notice those symptoms, and what should they not do? I would imagine there's probably some don'ts as well as some do's. Yeah, I would say the most important don't do is to just continue working out in the sun. I think at that point, the first thing that uh, just has to be done is to get out of the heat, find shade, find indoor air conditioning, begin drinking uh, a lot of fluids because the dehydration is what exacerbates a lot of these conditions. Um, and, and so getting out of the heat is absolutely an important uh, matter that needs to be done right away before things get worse. If things does get worse, pretty soon our body loses its ability to regulate our internal temperatures and we can actually stop sweating. Uh, that mechanism begins to fail. And then our body temperature can jump up very quickly at that point. And that's when we are bordering uh, on the dangers of developing what's called a heat stroke, where now our central nervous system is being affected by the heat. Dr. Chin is our guest. Dr. Robert Chin, uh, the chairman of Advancing Vibrant Communities, also a physician, recently retired 37 years in uh, the Modesto area. We're talking about the effects of the heat wave, which we're in right now, and what to watch for and ways to deal with it. Dr. Chin, when we think about hydration, we think about it's important to keep the liquids going. Uh, talk about liquids that are appropriate and maybe some that we need to stay away from when it's really hot like it is right now. Yes. Okay. So uh, drinking water is great. So can always drink, especially uh, cool, cold water would be helpful. Drinking uh, fluids with electrolytes, especially if someone is sweating a lot, can be helpful as long as medically it is uh, okay to do so. Some people uh, medically are unable to take in a lots of salt or potassium due to other illnesses. But if you don't have those illnesses, uh, drinking fluids with electrolytes is good. Interestingly, what used to be done a lot in the past is taking salt tablets. That's not really recommended. Really, we need to get uh, a lot more fluids in our system and having that uh, with some salt, like sodium in electrolyte solutions would be fine, but just taking salt tablets by itself will not be helpful. Also, fluids that are more diuretic would not be helpful. So alcohol, particularly um, uh, forbidden for people that are dehydrated, that will make the dehydration worse. Same with um caffeinated beverages that will not be helpful either. So plain water or maybe water with some electrolyte uh, solution in it would be the best thing to drink. So as I sit here uh, with it 110 degrees outside, I have my 
uh, Mike Douglas show a mug of coffee here. Probably not the best thing for me to be drinking at this point, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, if, if if you are getting on the uh, dehydrated, yes, you, you would do better just drinking water. That's right. And what about uh, carbonated uh, soft drinks, that sort of thing? You mean if they're diet, good idea, bad idea? In terms of getting fluids in, uh, it's okay. Now, if you have other reasons why you shouldn't be drinking a lot of carbonated drinks, such as people that may have some acid regurgitation, or even diet soda-type drinks with a lot of sweeteners, you can end up taking in a lot more sugars than is good for you if you tend toward diabetes. So uh, you, you want to be careful about drinking too much uh, sugars as well. Talking with uh, Dr. Robert Chin about to the heat right now, how to stay healthy. If you have a question for Dr. Uh, Chin, again, this is not a telemedicine opportunity, but if you have a question for Dr. Chin related to the heat conditions and how to stay healthy and how to help others stay healthy as well, our phone number 209-551-3483. The good doctor will be with us for just a couple of more minutes. Again, our number 209-551-3483. You mentioned uh, at the beginning of our conversation, Dr. Chen, that many young children uh, have have died during heat episodes like this. You mentioned leaving children in cars and such. I can't imagine that, but it it obviously happens. What should and, and you mentioned some of the symptoms that we should look for. Are there any things we ought to be looking for in small children who may not be able to express the way they're feeling? Any things that we need to be looking for that would uh, tell us, ooh, we need to get them cooled off very quickly? I think children are actually very good at expressing uh, their needs uh, or their discomfort. So being aware that, just being aware that the environment is hot, that they may be getting dehydrated, perhaps they're not urinating as frequently as they normally would, they're becoming a lot more irritable. Uh, Those would be some of the indications that would uh, would tell us that there's something going on in their bodies that's just not right. Um, And by the way, not only children, pets are another um, vulnerable victims of the heat and if they're left outside or without shade or without adequate water we could actually uh, see pets suffering too absolutely uh, just a, a very quick uh, note uh, dr chin you and your volunteer medical team including a veterinarian are going to be at the king kennedy center west modesto i believe on september 24 uh, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, just very briefly, we've got about 30 seconds left here. Can you give us just an overview of uh, what you'll be doing there, the services that you'll be providing? Yes, it's going to be a, a health fair, so there will be several other vets, uh as well that uh, addresses health needs. But what our particular team will be doing, we'll be doing screenings for blood pressure, blood sugar, and giving consultation to anybody who would like to discuss some medical issue with a doctor, we will have five or six um, medical providers there as well as some nursing staff 
and others will be doing some blood sugar testing and blood pressure testing as well. And I am excited to have my friend Mike Hellman uh, with uh, his team of uh, people come to vaccines for pets. So that will all be done at no cost. Uh, COVID vaccines as well as flu vaccines will also be given out at no cost uh, at, at this clinic. Well, thank you for uh, chairing not only Advancing Vibrant Communities, but uh, that team as well. Our guest has been Dr. Robert Chin. He is the chairman of Advancing Vibrant Communities, also served the Modesto area for 37 years or so as a physician. Uh, Dr. Chin, thanks for stopping by today and uh, giving us a little more sensitivity towards the heat and how to deal with it. And hope you stay cool. Again, thanks for dropping by today, Dr. Chin. Okay. All right, Thanks, Mike guys. Douglas Good show will continue you. in Bye-bye. three minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's more with the voice of the valley, Mike Douglas on Power Talk 1360 KFIV and streamed on the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, welcome back to the Mike Douglas show here on this warm Tuesday afternoon in California's Central Valley. In fact, it's 111 degrees outside the clandestine Mike Douglas Show studio right now. And uh, there I'm checking the uh, Cal ISO uh, website at the moment. Let's see where it is. Uh, we are uh, we are getting very close uh, to maxing out on the current capacity. Uh, current capacity is in round numbers, 58,000 megawatts. Right now we're uh, at about... 51,000 to maybe, well, yeah, 51,500 uh, uh, megawatts. Uh, so on our way, there's, there's not a whole lot of uh, room there. Uh, there are reserves of uh, about 5,000 to 6,000 megawatts. So it, uh, as we noted earlier, there may be the possibility tonight of power outages uh, that's being considered. We're at uh, their level two at the moment. Uh, there may be a possibility they could go to level three, and uh, that's the next step towards uh, outages. So a uh, good idea to prepare yourself for that tonight. And as Dr. Chin advised us, some things to, to watch for in terms of heat exhaustion, uh, muscles cramping, fatigue, uh, headaches, nausea or vomiting, uh, being dizzy, vo- uh, dizzy, vomiting, that sort of thing. And, and the even worse uh, condition of a heat stroke is uh, red heart, hot, dry skin, rapid, strong pulse, confusion, and maybe unconsciousness. All right, Mike Douglas Show will continue in five minutes after news, weather, and traffic. And we'll continue to take a look at the headlines of the day here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. We'll be back. The show you love. Talking about the issues that are important to you. The voice of the valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now every weekday from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here again is your host, Mike Douglas. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show as we head into our number two here on this Tuesday on California's Central Valley's 
flamethrower of a station in a hot day. It's KFIV. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Might as well have a hot station with hot topics on a hot day, don't you think? I'm checking the temperature. Yep, so out, outside the uh, Mike Douglas Show clandestine studios here. It's 111 degrees. Uh, so what are, are you... Are you doing things to try to cut down on your power consumption? Again, uh, the ISO is telling us uh, we we may be looking at power outages tonight. Uh, they have uh, fired up some generators and such in the state, but uh, because of the demand, apparently it's reaching historic proportions, and uh, we may be looking at uh, some power outages this evening. Are you ready for it? Are you ready? Do, do you have things in place in case the power goes out? Uh, we do, and we're, we're ready for it. Not looking forward to it, but, uh, but we are ready for it. What, do you, what, are you doing? what do you do to uh, cut back on your power consumption? Our number here, 209-551-3483. I think it was uh, caller Frank from Oakdale last week talked about uh, how he stays cool. He has a little uh, a children's pool and fills it with uh, tepid water and sits in a chair and pours water over his head. That's his way of cooling off. But uh, taking the heat out of it, what what do you do to reduce your power consumption? And uh, I'm, I'm guessing that as uh, time goes on this summer that we're going to be facing this again. Our number here, 209-551-3483. Now, what we do at home is typically, uh, especially in in hot weather, uh, we turn the thermostat on the air conditioner up. And so we try to keep the inside temperature uh, at about uh, 83 to 85 degrees max before the air conditioner comes on. A lot of wisdom, I think, in the advice to in the early mornings uh, and before the flex alert. By the way, there is a flex alert again this evening from 4 to 9 p.m. to turn on your air conditioner, cool down the house, and then during that 4 o'clock to 9 p.m. period, uh, not to uh, not to run major uh, appliances or the uh, the air conditioner as well. So uh, that we, we do that, we turn off the lights, uh, we uh, cut back on on lights that may be on. Do do our part. Uh, they even recommend turning the heat down on your uh, on your water heater. So, but uh, ours is not electric; it's gas. But I suppose that um, gas uh, gas figures into it as well if you're uh, getting your gas from PG and E, etc. So, uh, all all adding up to, are we prepared to deal with this? You know, we, we, we respond the way we train. If we train ourselves to be prepared for these types of things, uh, we'll, we'll get through it. A, a, am I happy the way California deals with this? No. Am I happy with the decisions that California government makes regarding energy? Absolutely not. But it is what it is. I mean, we can be as angry as we want, and we can be getting red in the face and shaking our fists at Sacramento, but if the power goes off, uh, that, that doesn't really matter anymore, does it? Uh, we, we need to deal with the power being off. And uh, at, a, at our home, uh, that also means if the power goes out, we're on a pump, 
uh, for our water. So if the power goes out, that means we don't have any water either. Uh, so uh, we have to uh, we have a store of water that, that that we can keep handy as well. So what do you do to prepare for? times like these 209-551-3483 209-551-3483 of course uh, energy is expensive in california everything's expensive in california there's a recent article by a reporter who has uh, been in, i think in, in the orange county area for over 36 years at the orange county register that's a well-known a periodical newspaper down in Southern California. And it's looking at costs in California and where we rank. And he's, he's looking at costs that really California leads the nation in. Not grammatical, but you get my point. He's talking about diesel. Uh, our diesel uh, price per gallon uh, tends to be 28% more than the United States median. And who does that affect? Well, that especially affects uh, those with the powerful engines, the, the truckers on the road that are part of the supply chain. It also affects uh, farm equipment. It also affects our emergency, uh, big emergency response uh, equipment. And so it, it, it's, it's a continuing uh, thing of frustration with the state of California as uh, they've, they've demonized the fossil fuel industry and we, they don't want us to be able to buy gasoline-powered cars after uh, 2035, and, and yet here we go. We're, we don't seem to pre- be prepared for an alternative. What, what are the alternatives? Are we working on realistic alternatives? No, we're, we're working on controlling the populace and take the hit and like it. That's that's the attitude of our government right now, and, and I think a lot of people are getting very weary of that. And as I remind you, there uh, are, are a scant 63 days or so before uh, the next uh, election on November 8. Highly encourage all of us to make sure we have all the information we can possibly have to make good, informed, rational, and reasonable decisions on November 8th. All right, so we mentioned diesel. California, 28% above the U.S. median in uh, diesel costs. And let's see, clothing and footwear is 54% above the U.S. median. How about that? Clothing and footwear, uh, and, and apparently the average Californian, if I'm reading this properly, says that we spend four th- an average of $4,000 a year on clothing and footwear. I don't, neither my wife or I spend 4000 a year. <clears throat> However, when our kids were uh, in high school, junior high and high school, we had uniforms we had to pay for. Our daughter was um, in a uh, competitive cheerleading group that went on to uh, win a national title and but but she worked to pay for her own uh, her own uniforms. Uh, she was very industrious and uh, she collected a lot of uh, bottles and cans for recycling and, and pretty much paid for her uniforms with uh, recyclables. 
I, I like that, don't you? I mean, that that's being industrious. That's being uh, responsible. So uh, diesel fuel, yeah, we're uh, apparently 28% more than the U.S. median. Uh, clothing and footwear, 54% above the U.S. median. Uh, dining and lodging, 8800 a year, 49% above the norm. I don't know that we uh, do that. Lodging, we usually look for deals if we're at conferences or visiting our our children, uh, we, my wife is an expert at that. That that's quite high, eighty eight hundred dollars a year here in California, forty almost fifty percent above the norm in the nation. And then Californians, uh, California's informational industries are a hundred and seventy three percent above the norm in terms of what they pay people. Well, I don't doubt that. You consider California's uh, Silicon Valley. Manufacturing wages run 90% above the rest of the nation. And he makes the point that even though California leisure and hospitality uh, wages are low, the average, uh, they say the average wage is $47,800. We lead the nation. We're 73% above the U.S. midpoint for California leisure and hospitality wages. Now, we're not always number one in that regard. Apparently, uh, sometimes we're number two. two. Uh, gasoline, not diesel, but gasoline, yeah, we're 39% above the national median. California real estate is one and a half times the U.S. Uh, median. Uh, California's government workers earn eighty an average of $84,000 annually. That's second highest in the nation and 35% above the norm. So the question is, are you happy about being in California? What about electricity? The electric bill is, we have, uh, our bills are 24% more than the median in the nation. Cable TV and internet services, uh, we're number eight, and that's 27% above the norm. So in, in general, it costs, uh, it costs a lot to live in California. And I was born and raised here in California. And I, I tell you, the way things are going with the decisions that are coming out of Sacramento, I, uh, I don't know. We, we own property in a different state. And I've got to be honest with you, that property starts to look more and more alluring. However, with uh, interest rates going up, don't know if that uh, is going to be possible anytime soon. Plus, I'd miss my time with you here at 3 to 5 p.m. on the Mike Douglas Show on, Cal- on uh, Power Talk 1360 KFIV. So all that figures into it. Are you feeling Are you feeling the pinch here in California in terms of cost now that we've gone all over that? You, you've heard what we are, number one in mer- many areas, number two in other areas. Are you feeling the pinch? Are you feeling like, no, maybe I'll, I'll look at another state? Do, do you have that little thing inside of you that's saying, maybe I ought to look at another place to live? Or are you willing to weather the storm, so to speak, economically and heat-wise as well? Well, we'll talk about it in three minutes. 209-551-3483, our number here, 209 209- 
551-3483 as the Mike Douglas Show continues in three minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Now, Power Talk 1360 traffic. Mornings and afternoons from the KFIV Traffic Center. In Manteca, westbound 132 at Casson Road, we've got an overturned vehicle blocking that intersection. Heavy traffic if you're heading uh, northbound in Lathrop on, on 5. Northbound 5 jammed from the 205 split up to Roth Road. Manteca, that has definitely improved just slow right before you hit southbound 99. Then southbound 99 is slow from 120 all the way out to Ripon. For the Valley's most frequent traffic reports, tune to 1360 AM KFIV. Get ready to win your way into our 2022 iHeartRadio Music Festival. September 23rd and 24th at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Stream it free on the CW app and CWTV.com. Keep listening for the next chance to win your way and $1,000 spending cash. See you there. Having the time of your life is more rewarding than ever when you visit any of the MGM resorts nationwide. With MGM Rewards, dine, stay, play, and earn on all of it. Get details at MGMRewards.com. Subject to earning and redemption limitations applicable to certain purchases and certain states. This report is sponsored by Wendy's. Try Wendy's new homestyle French toast sticks today. Wendy's new homestyle French toast sticks are so good, some are saying they're better than their mom's French toast. Perfectly crispy on the outside, perfectly fluffy on the inside, perfectly perfect in every way. Try Wendy's new homestyle French toast sticks today and see if they're better than your mom's. This November, Californians will have a choice between two initiatives on sports betting. What's at stake? We have a chance to tax and regulate sports betting to fund permanent solutions to our homelessness crisis. That's Prop 27. Prop 27 generates hundreds of millions every year to get people off the street and into housing. On the other hand, Prop 26, not a dime to solve homelessness or treat addiction. Prop 27 has strong protections to prevent minors from betting and strictly prohibits betting on youth sports. Prop 26, no protections for minors. Prop 27 helps every tribe, including disadvantaged tribes. Prop 26, a money grab for the wealthiest casino tribes, leaving nothing for disadvantaged tribes. The differences are important, and the choice is clear. Vote yes on 27. Ad paid for by Yes on 27, Californians for Solutions to Homelessness and Mental Health Support, a coalition of housing and mental health experts, concerned taxpayers and digital sports entertainment and gaming companies. Committee major funding from Penn Interactive Ventures. Attention drivers in the Stanislaus County area. The free smog check program continues with the virtual event model. Call the good people at Valley Can for a free smog check. If it fails, you get a $500 electronic voucher for free car repairs. When you call them, the staff will set you up with an appointment at a Star Smog Repair Shop near you. At the shop, the car will get a free smog check. If the car passes, you'll get a smog certificate. If it fails, your emissions-related repairs are free up to $500. So call the Valley Can team today at 800-806-2004. That's 1-800-806-2004. Or for more details, visit valleycan.org. It's the free smog check program for all Stanislaus County drivers and the San Joaquin Valley. Call right now for a free smog check at 1-800-806-2004. Again, that's 1-800-806-2004. 
This program is not for diesel vehicles. For official disclaimers, visit valleycan.org. A program of the Valley Air District. Here are some tips to stay safer from extreme heat. Stay cool indoors, stay hydrated, and stay connected to family and friends, especially those who are elderly or have a health condition. Finally, stay informed and find a cooling center by visiting caloes.ca.gov. Brought to you by the California Department of Public Health. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. It's powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash trial. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash trial. Now is the time to diversify your investments with gold and silver to protect your retirement. Hi, it's Lisa Booth for Bishop Gold Group. Bishop Gold Group sells physical gold and silver delivered to your door or put directly in your IRA. Call Bishop Gold Group and tell them Lisa Booth sent you to receive a silver gift on your first order. Dial pound 250 from your mobile phone and mention keyword Bishop Gold or go to bishopgoldgroup.com. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dialed text message from Bishop Gold Group. Summer days getting shorter and business to-do lists getting longer? You need Indeed. Their all-in-one hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Sponsor your first job and get hiring today by visiting Indeed.com slash credit. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. 1360 KFIV is your place online. Let's get social with Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And uh, this just in from PG&E. They're saying urgent extreme heat in California. PG&E may be asked to turn off power by the grid operator, that's the California ISO, uh, today. And they say outages lasting one to two hours are possible today with little notice. So apparently the ISO, the California Independent System Operator, has notified PG&E that they're, they may ask, they haven't asked yet, but they may ask PG&E to uh do rotating power outages uh, tonight. And PG&E is saying those could last an average of one to two hours. Uh, So there we go. There we go. There is a flex alert in effect. Again, they're recommending we set the thermostats for 78 degrees or higher and uh, avoid using major appliances, turn off unnecessary lights, Avoid charging electric vehicles. I just love it. Isn't this the height of hypocrisy? Not going to be able to buy gas-powered vehicles by 2035. We want to do away with the the evil fuel industry that's based on gas and oil, fossil fuels. We want to do away with that evil and just have electric cars. But by the way... We have right now a heat emergency, and we don't want you to charge your electric cars. Well, that's that's really good. What what about uh, if you need to get home from work or you need to get to work? Uh, what about if you need to get to a doctor's appointment? Uh, what about if you need to get to the job that pays your rent or pays your mortgage? Does any of this just seem highly illogical and possibly hypocritical to you? 
Again, 63 days to November 8, 2022, our midterm elections, and that's when we can cast a vote in the direction of perhaps tipping the scales a little bit towards rationality instead of the irrational decisions that are being made today. Avoid charging electric vehicles right after the big announcement. We're going to do away with gas-powered vehicles, and you can only drive electric vehicles. At least you can only buy them come 2035. And so uh, we need to be prepared for possible power outages uh, tonight. Actually, actually, right now, uh, there's a big cooling trend outside the Mike Douglas Show studios here. Yeah, we've gone from 111 degrees to 110 degrees. So a huge cooling trend in progress even as we speak. So uh, just a reminder, my friends, we need to be ready this evening possibly for power outages Uh, Check your batteries, check your flashlights, and uh, be ready to operate without power. Again, uh, for us, that means operating without water, since at home we are on a well, as, uh, as well, no pun intended. All right, uh, looking at uh, some other, uh, some other issues, this is, um, this, this is something that I have been very disturbed by and that is the it seems like the lack of coordination in, in the Republican party in California and the propensity of the Republican party to shoot its own wounded now here's an example this is uh, reported by Axios as a quote of the day and it is from Senate Republican leader Scott Will here's what he says I think we lost the historic opportunity during the recall campaign. I don't think Larry Elder was in that to win it. I think he was in it to build his brand and sign up more conservative radio stations so he could make more money, and he did a disservice to 40 million residents of California by getting in that race. Way to go, Senator Scott Will. Well, why is that necessary? Whether it's true or not is not the point. The point is the Republican Party in California and oftentimes in the nation continues to shoot itself in its own foot, in its collective feet, and it continues to lack the unity that's needed to right a lot of wrongs that are happening. There is well a red wave's coming. I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that some solid people get elected. Just because they have an R after their name doesn't mean anything to me. What means anything to me is what's their voting record? How have they historically spoken about their stances on taxes, on energy, on uh, on on renewable energy? on fossil fuel exploration, on permits? How do they they deal with the abortion issue? These are things that it's the policy issues that are important, and as long as the Republican Party continues to shoot at itself, we'll just continue down the road we're on. I'm just, I, I don't know what to do with that. Maybe you do. 209-551-3483. Mike Douglas Show continues. 
in five minutes. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. A pastor with passion. A minister with manners. Now back to the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Thank you so much for joining us here 3 to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. Again on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Uh, The governor weighing in on the heat today. California and many other Western states are experiencing simply unprecedented temperatures. In fact, this heat wave is on track to be both the hottest and the longest on record for this state and many parts of the West for the month of September. Californians, you've stepped up to help in a big way to keep the lights on so far. But we're heading, we're heading to the worst part of this heat wave, and the risk for outages is real and it's immediate. These triple-digit temperatures throughout much of our state are, are leading, not surprisingly, to record demand on the energy grid. Everyone has to do their part to help step up for just a few more days. Individuals, the state, industries, business, all doing their part to help reduce strain on the grid. Now, here's specifically what you can do. In the early morning hours, particularly tomorrow and the next day or so, pre-cool your home. Run your air conditioning earlier in the day when more power is available. And we encourage you to close your windows and blinds to keep your home cool as well. And today and tomorrow afternoon after 4 p.m., in particular 4 p.m., please turn your thermostat up to 78 degrees or higher and avoid to the extent possible using any really large appliances. You can visit flexalert.org to learn more about what you can do. Californians, you've rallied before and we can do it again. Keep it up. Yeah. Thank you for that. How about uh, we we address energy sources? And well, obviously he's not going to do that. He's he's basically told us uh, what his uh, plans are. But anyway, there you go. Uh, words of wisdom uh, from Governor Gavin Newsom uh, about where we are with the flex alerts today. And as we've noted, uh, PG&E has been notified by the Cal ISO, the independent services operator, that there may be they may be asked to um, do some power outages this evening. So we hope uh, we're we're all ready. Been talking uh, over the past couple of weeks, and I referred to it earlier today about the uh, fast bill, and that is the. The bill that now creates another California bureaucracy to uh, regulate, and, and the bureaucracy, by the way, made up of 13 unelected but appointed people uh, that will have uh, free reign, apparently, over the fast food industry. And we've talked about work ethic and uh, what that fast bill may mean and what another uh, bureaucratic board in California is going to mean. Well, what 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 happens? What happens when we start to to look at that long term? Looking at the economic situation in California and that it's been created by public policy, people are ripping things off, are they not? And and because of attorneys general like George Gascone and uh, Mr. Bodine. Uh, recently, who was uh, recalled in San Francisco and, and some others as well, 
the the laws are are not enforced. The laws that are supposed to be enforced aren't being enforced by the people who are supposed to enforce them. And it creates a domino effect for us in society. We've all seen those uh, videos of uh, people uh, coming in 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 groups, in mobs, and smashing counters in malls and walking away with things. And and, uh, prosecutors, DAs, uh, California basically setting the standard that you can, you can steal up to $900 a day or, or up to $900. That's fine. We understand that. And uh, those of you who are in the retail business, who are being uh, stolen from, who are the objects of this crime, you, you should thank us for the privilege of having your stuff stolen and uh, taking the hit uh, for these uh, poor people who are ripping you off. Thank you for taking the hit. Thank you for uh, your insurance uh Rates going up because of uh, the fact you have to file uh, insurance claims for losses. Thank you for uh, taking less profit that you can pay your employees now. That's so nice of you to take all those hits so that, that these criminals can, um, can do what they need to do to live wonderful lives. Well, my <laughs> leading me to something that caught my attention this weekend. Now, as you know... Um, my wife and I do not just have one job apiece. We're talking about living wages, uh, living wage jobs not too long ago. My my wife has uh, three basic jobs that that she works so that we can help make ends meet. I work uh, those that I get paid for uh, for uh, different jobs that I either get paid stipends or a, a small salary for. And I do a lot of work that uh, is unpaid as well. But I do that gladly because that's what I'm called to do. And, and I believe in a work ethic. And I believe in, in contributing contributing to the uh, advancement of a community by my efforts. And that's what, what I feel we need to do. I don't sit back and say, if you don't pay me such and such, I'm just not going to contribute. I, I don't feel that's a healthy way to approach it. All right, so the uh, climate right now in in terms of treating criminals with kid gloves uh, brought to my attention, we stayed at, uh, my my wife had a job she had to do on Saturday out in, uh, towards the coast, and we wound up uh, staying the night in a uh, Holiday Inn Express. Very great experience, by the way. Highly recommend Holiday Inn Express. Uh, they were very good. They got us in without a reservation, and it was very clean. And we we just we had a very a good good breakfast. Just had a good experience there. Anyway, I'd, I'd give Holiday Inn Express uh, high high marks there. But I noticed a sign in the bathroom. You know these little plastic signs that little you know tiny print, but they have little signs. Usually it says, you know, if you forgot some amenities that we will be happy to provide you with those amenities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I read them. I read stuff, even in, in bathrooms of hotels. Well, there was a sign that caught my attention. And let, let, let me just give you the gist of this. Dear valued guest, Due to the popularity of our guest room amenities, our housekeeping department now offers these items for sale. 
Now parse that a little bit, read between the lines. Due to the popularity of our guest room amenities, let me translate that, because so many of you are ripping us off and taking stuff that doesn't belong to you, our housekeeping department now offers these items for sale, uh, meaning that if you rip us off, we're going to take this item off your bill. And it, and it, <laughs> it lists them. Coffee maker, 75 bucks. That was one of those little uh, single Keurig things. Uh, Hair dryer, 50 bucks. Let's see. Uh, ironing board, 50 bucks. How do you steal an ironing board out of a hotel room? I, I guess if you walk out the back door, but nobody notices that you're, you, you can't exactly take the ironing board and conceal it in your handbag. How do they do that? People walk away with ironing boards? Yeah, 50 bucks. The ice bucket, the ever popular ice bucket, that's 20 bucks. Your pillow, if you take it with you, is 25 bucks. Pillow cover is $20. And the flat fitted sheet, which were nice, by the way, 20 bucks. Uh, let's see, a wash towel, 10 bucks. Hand towel, 15 bucks. The bath towel or a mat, $20. Pool towel, towel is 20 bucks. Shower curtain. Who take? Do people take, really? People take the shower curtains out of their hotel rooms? That's 20 bucks. And a mattress cover, that's, uh, that, that's $50. So there you go. So this says, should you decide to take or damage these articles from your room, instead of obtaining them from our executive housekeeper, we will assume you approve a corresponding charge to your account. Thank you. I just think it's humorous the way they worded this. I, and in fact, I, I I think it's great. I love the way they did it. I, I'm sure they know that there's some humor and people are going to read between the lines. Uh, but I, I'm just aghast at that's, that's where we are. But I have a question. I, I really I, I have a question about all this. So let's say that a guest takes the coffee maker and the ironing board. All right, so that's $125 total. Do they get a used product warranty for that? Just wondering. Mike Douglas Show continues in three minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. He's got issues. Let's talk about it. The Mike Douglas Show, on air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on this Tuesday afternoon in California's Central Valley, where we are possibly, possibly looking at uh, rotating uh, power interruptions tonight. Uh, getting very close to that, the ISO, Cal ISO, telling PG&E, might want to get ready for that. It's not a definite yet, but uh, we we may have to uh, do that uh, because of the heat and uh, the consumption of power at the moment. Also, uh, today, apparently at a uh, COVID-19 response uh, press briefing, here are some words of wisdom from Dr. Ashish Jha. He is the, as you know, 
the White House COVID Response Coordinator. Uh, Wisdom today from Dr. Ashish Jha. I really believe this is why God gave us two arms, one for the flu shot and the other one for the COVID shot. I really believe this is why God gave us two arms, one for the flu shot and the other one for the COVID shot. Okay. Um, I'm just going to leave that where it is. I, there are many things I could say. I think I'll just leave that with you. And uh, if you want to respond to it, give me a call, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. By the way, we were talking about the uh, the fast system uh, bureaucracy. There's now going to be a, a board of 13 unelected people that are going to regulate how the fast food industry does its business, what the wages are, et cetera, et cetera. Well, here's another one. Apparently, lawmakers in California want a ranking system for heat waves. And this program would be developed by, drumroll please, don't have one with me because I play trumpet and French horn, but the program would be developed by the California EPA. We love the California EPA, and uh, it would use weather data along with the forecast duration of a heat wave to set the scale. So the idea here is this new program under the auspices of the highly trusted and effective California Environmental Protection Agency will give advance warning before hot weather poses a public safety hazard. I guess that we are not capable of looking at the weather report and saying, gee, it's going to be triple digits. That might be hot. Therefore, I may need to adjust some of my outdoor activity. Nope, 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 nope. Apparently, we need the California EPA to, uh, I would uh, assume, get funding to hire more people to develop a scale, the heat wave scale. And you say, oh, Mike, really? They're not going to do that. Well, the plan was passed by the California legislature last week, and uh, I believe it's awaiting Governor Newsom's signature. And uh, the state uh, EPA would have until January of 2025 to put the program in place. Don't you love it? Don't. Wouldn't you love it if by some stroke of genius and happenstance that the California legislature voted that it could only meet once every other year and only for two months? I wouldn't that that would be a blessing, I think. Well, we had uh, talking about that Holiday Inn Express uh, with that little sign that I thought was so uh, interesting. We had the opportunity to uh, visit one of our favorite restaurants over the weekend, and uh, that was in uh, Monterey Bay, the Fish Hopper. Been to the Fish Hopper? Love the Fish Hopper. And uh, the, the wait staff there has always been excellent. In fact, the guy that, that we had, uh, had we hadn't been there for like three years, and, and he had just uh, hired on three years ago, and we got him again. He's great, uh, a great 
uh, waiter. But any anyway, a wonderful restaurant. And we were looking out on the water. Now, in San Francisco Bay, uh, as you may know, they're dealing with this algae bloom, which apparently is dangerous to animals and humans, and they're warning people not to go in the water. Well, we asked our, our waiter about that, and he said, no, not, not, not here in, in Monterey Bay. We're not dealing with that here. So that was good. Uh, however, in Southern California, you got to be careful because there's a tiny sea bug that is called a mini shark. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's, it's not a politician. It is uh, an actual bug. And they've been given the nickname Mini Shark because these small-sized creatures have an appetite for human feet. So if you're going to Southern California, isn't this amazing? Yeah, if you're going to Southern California, beware. Uh, The marine biologists at San Diego's Scripps Oceanography uh, area have identified them as waterline isopods. They feed off fresh meat, and I guess our feet are qualify as fresh meat, which is well, yeah, that's a bit, which is why they're attracted to our feet when we walk into the water. Now, apparently, because even though these are little tiny dudes, these isopods pack a painful bite. They say scientists say if you are bitten, get out of the water to avoid large swarms. So apparently it's not just that one or two of these little guys hatch a plan and say, <laughs> let's get back at those humans today. Let, let's go eat some flesh. Let's, let's, go, let's go bite some feet. No, apparently there are swarms, large swarms. So you have to watch out and... Uh, this is in the San Diego area, so I don't know that it's in L.A., but at least it's in the San Diego area. So, you know, first we have the uh, killer algae, the algae bloom. And by the way, some some lakes in California are also suffering for, from that. Uh, those are dangerous to drink the water, dangerous for your pets to go in. You're not supposed to put your feet in the water uh, because of algae blooms up here in, in northern and central California. Well, you go down to southern California now, and there are many shark bugs that are going to bite your feet. Is, is there another state you might be thinking of going to? Or, or do you love California so much that even with algae blooms and with mobs of people breaking into malls and stealing stuff and little bugs called mini sharks that bite your feet. Where where are we going, California? Well, we'll talk about more of it tomorrow on The Mike Douglas Show, 3 to 5 p.m. I'll look forward to being with you again tomorrow at 3 here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Have a good, cool night. <laughs>